Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. You can check them out online at west or at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you today, talking fantasy sports for the next hour before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell for the lowdown with Low Tide. Today on the show, of course, we'll be talking NFL, NHL. Uh, one game left in Week 10 in the NFL season, Broncos-Bills tonight. If you're looking for a place to watch that one, you can head out to any of the Canadian Brewhouse locations around town for your chance to qualify for a trip for two to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Vegas looks unreal right now with the uh, F1 event coming to town next week. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that on the social media they've been putting out there, but it looks very cool. Uh, Brandon, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Connor. It feels like i just seen you yesterday. No days off. As we uh, popped in for a little post-news break uh, quick hitter show, so that was great. But no, my, uh, my weekend was awesome. Spent a little time back at the farm. Coming into Monday Night Football with a pretty good chance of winning both my fantasy matchups. Fantasy hockey, bit of a different story. But I continue to climb the ranks in our <laughs> fantasy frenzy online hockey pool. I think I'm up to 34th now. So... Keep uh, If anybody's getting those emails, tell them they're in the low 30 placings right now. I'm breathing down your neck. We must have similar teams because I'm up to 11 now. Oh, I'm, I'm making my run. Oil City, Osmer Haas, Koskinen, Northside, cool thing. I'm coming for you guys. Mm. So is Brandon. Just <laughs> I'm a, I, you slower might, pace. You got a little bit uh, more time till <laughs> I catch up, but I am catching up nonetheless. Inevitably, yeah. I, fantasy was just an absolute train wreck for me remember last week i said oh yeah i'm looking at uh, Derek carr and taylor heineke for mm. for my bi-week injury problems yeah i, I was I, waiting for this one i panicked didn't start Carr. so when he got hurt and left the game i thought okay i made the right move taylor heineke i mean he did okay and then he got hurt and then he was out so it really uh it was a tough one for me i think i have a chance in one of my leagues but i mean 18 points between James Cook and Dalton Kincaid. That's That's what you need? That's what I need. That's very feasible, but I'll be honest. I'm kind of hoping for a Dalton Kincaid. Actually, you know what? Unless Dalton Kincaid scores 40 points, then I will win. So I can root for him to put up at least uh, a dozen for you here. (laughs) Give me me 20. And then James Cook can tack on the rest. Yeah, yeah. That's all we need. Bills, Broncos. I mean, if the Broncos give up 70 again, I have a pretty good chance. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen, but uh should be a fun one nonetheless. one 1440 is the text line if you'd like to send in a couple messages. Feel free. Uh, if you're driving around town and like, you know, you're you're about to head home because you have the day off, one, I'm envious, but uh, just a reminder. Plenty of ways to listen to us alternatively to the radio. You could use the iHeartRadio app, you could go to our website, we're on tune in. We're also on Radio Player Canada, so if I, uh, if you want to go inside, you just tell your smart speaker you want to listen to Sports 1440, it'll pop up, crystal clear stream, and you can listen to Sports Talk Radio all day because, of course, it is a game day. Oilers taking on the Islanders with their new head coach behind the bench, Chris Knobloch, coming over from the Rangers AHL affiliate, Hartford. And I, I don't know if you guys saw the video today, but he was introducing himself to members of the team. I saw... Uh, Brett Kulak skate over, shake his hand. 
wondering, uh, if, you know, maybe they need to put some names on the front of the helmet, like back in the day, so you can get to know everybody. I'm sure for the most part, he's pretty familiar with those guys, but certainly going to be uh, an interesting game tonight. How much does the new coach impact the Oilers? We shall see. Low tides on from noon to two, and then it's the Jason Greger show from two to six. So it's going to be plenty of Oilers talk today. But let's jump into the inbox. One eight three three four zero one fourteen. 40 Lance says, how about them Raiders? I'm happy for the Raiders, to be totally honest with you. I thought for a while there they were just going to lose every game and get Caleb Williams. Doesn't look like that's the case. They are going to do okay. Now, Lance, my, my one thing here, beating teams that play in the state of New Jersey is not that big of an accomplishment. The Jets stink. They are not a good football team. So beating them by four points, I don't know how much you want to brag about that one. The Giants... Same sort of thing. Not a very good football team. So those those are like locks on the, the well, I don't even know what it is, on the bingo card. Like you have to win those football games. But they are playing better. I'll, I will give them credit. I've ran their defense in back-to-back weeks in fantasy. They've been pretty good. But I, I got to see what happens against the Miami Dolphins. If, if they play, if they keep it within 10 of the Miami Dolphins, that's a win. But if they go out there and have a Bronco-like performance and lose by 50, then you just got to say it's not, it's the same old team. So that's credit for what they've done, but we got to see what they do against the Miami Dolphins. Eric says, good morning. Oh, it's a hockey question. Brandon, you're our resident insider for hockey, so we're going to involve you in this one. What do you guys think about dropping Matthew Barzell for Chandler Stevenson or Wyatt Johnston? He's getting tons of shots, but he's never been much of a goal scorer, and the Islanders in general don't score. Let me know what you think. Have a good one. Signed, Eric. Wyatt Johnston, I mean, he's got a lot of upside. Hey, he's only 20? Yeah, he's very young. Very young. And his second season, coming bit of a you know sophomore slump coming out the gate, but long-term-wise, I think he'll certainly be okay. If Chandler Stevenson's available, I think this is an ad that makes a ton of sense. Uh, uh, some of our guests we've spoken to over the past few weeks um, from the, the realm of fantasy hockey have been very high on a lot of Vegas players. And Chandler Stevenson, I mean, he's still playing top six minutes. Um and Vegas is so skilled top to bottom that it pretty much doesn't really matter where they're interchanging parts around the lineup. Uh, as long as you're getting the ice time, which Stevenson is, and seeing some power play minutes, you're probably going to produce. They're a very good team. So I think Chandler Stevenson is a, a great add. If you're looking more long-term, if this is like a keeper league or something, I could see it pouncing on Wyatt Johnston too. But in the uh, immediate future, Stevenson makes a ton of sense. And yeah, Matt Barzell, I mean, an um, incredible hockey player. Never been much of a finisher. And the Islanders are just a team that cannot score goals. Uh, that seems to just plague them even since moving on from uh, Barry Trotz as a head coach. Maybe it's a Lou Lamorello thing. I don't know. But they've got good defense. They've got good goaltending. They don't need a ton to remain competitive. Um, maybe, Eric, uh, hold, see what you see tonight from Barzell uh, as they roll into Rogers' place. And if you still don't like what you see, no finish, then, yeah, go ahead and make that swap. Because, uh, yeah, Barzell, probably a better real-life hockey player than he is a fantasy hockey player. Yeah, just that name brings up memories of what could have been for the Edmonton Oilers. Man, he would he'd look good in an Oilers uniform uh, for the last ten years. Would have been okay. Chandler Stevenson, yeah, he's a he's a very good good player, very good player. Is he two times Stanley Cup champion. He won with the Capitals, right? Stevenson, Stevenson, correct, correct. Jeez, and his brother used to play for the Oil Kings. Had to retire early. Hmm. I wonder if he was I named. I did not after, know that. Oh yes, I forget. Oh. Yeah, I remember he had, I, th- I want, like, I don't want to, I think it was a concussion, and he had to, he hung him up early for the uh, 
the long-term good. So uh, good answer there. Eric, thank you for the text. one 401 Lance says they don't ask how, they ask how many. Five and five, just win, baby. Hey, I'm right. Uh, yeah, no, I was pretty negative on the Raiders. It means nothing to me if you beat the Jets, if you beat the Giants. Like, come on, those are guaranteed wins. And all you're doing is just drifting off into mediocrity where you're not going to get an impact player at the draft. Well, you still get a good player, but, you know, you got some good quarterbacks this year. You, you could tank and, and grab one. But I'm a Chargers fan who's just very <laughs> frustrated about life with, oh, the, with all that's going you on. You and I were texting about the Chargers yesterday, Connor, and they, they broke both our hearts in different ways. Yours, of course, as a fan. But uh, you actually won a little bit of coin off of it, taking the over on virtually every category <laughs> possible in that game, whereas I just had the, the Chargers to cover two and a half points. If I'd got it earlier, it was at three, and I could have got a push. Yeah. But I got it too late, and it had slid to two and a half. Two and, and a half scares me. That's, that's a bad line There's to so take. many three-point games out there. That, that was foolish of me to take it, but I just liked them. Like I, I liked them on the money line, which I had a straight on. Um, but I put them in the parlay just to cover, thinking if the Chargers are going to lose, it's going to be a one one point loss. But no, yeah, those last second field goals, five of them yesterday to walk off field goals to win a game, uh, first time ever in NFL history that happened. So it was a great day, but unfortunately not so much so for the San Diego Super Chargers. I told some buddies, I said, just go everywhere on the over, like <laughs> points over, Herbert passing yards over, Goff passing yards over, Keenan Allen receiving yards over. Just over everywhere because those two teams were not playing any defense except for the Chargers to score. It was like uh, cutting through a rough steak with a butter knife. It took a long time. It was painful. It you know needed assistance. The Detroit Lions were it was like a chainsaw through butter. They just ripped apart that defense. Uh, but yes, going back to Lance. Hey, I'm happy for you, Lance. That was a good win for you guys. And uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday when you play the Dolphins in Miami in that heat. That could be another game where you go the over. Uh, we've got Tomato Soup saying, I got to get in. I broke 200, 208 to be in. in. fact, Hawkinson, Lamb, took a chance and traded for Debo and grabbed Dobbs this week. Robinson Jr. and McCaffrey. Mahomes is my main quarterback. Could you imagine benching Mahomes for Dobbs? I mean, <laughs> it's funny because we talked about like Mahomes having a season on par with Russell Wilson in fantasy. And we're... You know, from a Russell Wilson perspective, it's like, you know, that's pretty good. But Patrick Mahomes is probably top three quarterbacks taken off off the board in most fantasy leagues. Yeah, maybe a Jalen Hurts in there, or maybe a couple other guys. I, th- I think you could definitely consider it. Uh, the Chiefs' lack of a true wide receiver one, not talking tight end one, wide receiver one will be interesting. Uh, next week, they do get the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be a great game. November 20th. Yeah, that's next week. I mean, who do the Vikings play? I, th- I think you could certainly on a week-to-week basis. Uh, I mean, I don't think Mahomes is at the point where he's like, I have to put up four touchdowns to win. It's like, let's just find a way to win and move on. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings with Josh Dobbs will be getting Justin Jefferson back likely. Do you know who the Vikings play this week, Brandon? My computer is being very slow. I do. Sunday night football. The Minnesota Vikings head to the Mile High City to play the Denver Broncos, whose defense is looking a lot better ever since that uh, aforementioned (laughs) 70-point blow-up against the Dolphins. So 
the uh, the we just had uh, Brandon Crystal, a reporter for the Broncos, on the Kevin Carey show there in the last hour, and kind of talking about, hey, this game tonight is no cakewalk for the Bills. They've been certainly not without their struggles, uh, offensively and defensively. And the Broncos are a team looking to keep themselves in the mix here because uh, with the Raiders win, they're back to 500. We know what the Chiefs are doing. Chargers aren't out of it. A couple of these divisions are very, well, honestly, the entire league, super competitive. There's very few teams out of it and a lot of teams right in that mushy middle right now. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks here who's going to rise to the top and, and go from that one. Uh, RBS says, in one league, I need 37 points from James Cook. Not happening. Won four of my six leagues this week, though, so I can't complain. RBS, I give you credit for being in six fantasy football leagues. That would drive me crazy. I can't. I couldn't even comprehend. It'd be like, okay, I need you to win me this week, James Cook, but in three other leagues, I'm playing James Cook, yeah. and that's just tough. I, I, did, I, did, I was in three leagues, and that came up too much, and that, that's where I said, no, done. Two leagues max. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the same boat. And, and I hockey, respect it. hockey, it's a little bit different. I'm in three hockey leagues. I think probably two is a better fit, but I did uh, kind of a buddy a favor, duck it in last second on one. So, yeah, it's like, what are you rooting for? Everything you're rooting for could very well be against you at the same time when you're in that many, but all the power to you, uh, RBS, if, if you can get that done and keep yourself straight on <laughs> what you're rooting for in any given down <laughs> or any given play, all the power to you. I respect that. Victor says... Just remember, guys, I called the Vikings winning the Super Bowl after they got Joshua Dobbs. Ha, 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 ha. I was not being facetious. LOL. Victor. That that would be something. I've got a future on him from the start of the season. So after the, I don't know, after the, the Chargers-Lions game, uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, I believe, were pumping it up. This is a Lions team we could see in the Super Bowl. I mean, we could see them in Vegas in February. And all I thought was, you're not getting past Philadelphia or San Francisco with that defense. That defense did not look good. Now, that just brings me to say, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings can get past the Eagles or the Niners. I think those two teams are the cream of the crop. We were, you might have been, but I was listening to Fox Sports Radio one night right here on Sports 1440. They go overnight, and I'm kind of calling them out, but they were talking about how the Jags were going to just, you know, walk over the Niners and exploit them. And it did not go that way. That Niners defense, I mean, they had a chase young. They're legit. Christian McCaffrey sucks. Couldn't find the end zone. Those were his words, not mine. Yeah. He said, I suck. He said I he let the, everybody down. I was the only one who didn't score. You just scored in the 17 previous weeks, but you couldn't get it done in this one. I did like how they would put him in at the end of the game to try to score with all backups. And everybody <laughs> knew McCaffrey was getting the ball, but they just kept throwing it to him and running with him. That was pretty funny. Uh, maybe the the the, uh, the Jags playing for some pride there, but I I don't know. I just don't think the Niners and Eagles are beatable right now from any of the other teams. I mean, in the AFC NFC South, no chance. Like, who's the next contender? The Dallas Cowboys? Maybe they looked good against the Giants, but we've seen didn't the Eagles beat up on them? Uh, yes, yeah. The Cowboys are kind of in the same boat as maybe what the Dolphins were. Uh, heading into last week, or is like, have they beat a good team yet? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they beat the Chargers and the Cowboys. Okay, so, by three. So what I just said stands <laughs> true. Uh, no, the, uh, the, the like I said, there's a lot of teams in that next tier. Even if their records don't necessarily reflect it, if they are only maybe one or two games above 500, like they're still probably in that second tier of team. But there's a lot of people still putting the Chiefs in that top tier. Um, out of the and the the one team out of the AFC, I guess, to maybe compete with the Niners and Eagles. I just don't see it. Like I get that their defense is really good, but 
without a top-tier wide receiver, I don't see how you can actually legitimately think that they could beat one of those other two teams out of the NFC. So I'm not buying that the Eagles are far and away the front-runner and contender. The Niners showed a lapse, but coming out of the bye, they added to their defense. They got Trent Williams back. They got Debo Samuel back. They looked much more like the Niners we saw through the first handful of weeks of this regular season. So I'm, uh, I'm still high on the Niners. The AFC, it might as well be a dice game about who I actually think is going to come out of there at this point because on a week-to-week basis, some teams look great. The Chiefs lost to the Broncos, for goodness sake. The Bills steamrolled the Dolphins, who put up 70 on the uh, Broncos. Like it's, it's all about who beat who on any given week, and the power rankings can shift at the drop of a hat. So I'm, uh, I'm not willing to declare a legitimate contender out of the AFC yet, but over on the other side, yeah, it's got to be Niners and Eagles. Uh, so, some breaking news, and it's it's NFL related. I don't want to hype anyone up too much, but the New England Patriots are releasing cornerback Jack Jones. Now, the New England Patriots, they went to that game in London, lost 10-6 in a thriller. Like this Sunday? Germany. Germany, sorry. Yeah. But it's, yes, it's you're not, right. It, it's it was not a all thriller <laughs> all the same. It's not all London. It is in, uh, was it Frankfurt this this yeah. time? Yes. Uh, passionate crowd saw a thriller 10-6. Started off really good. A 7-3 after two drives. I thought we were going to see some points. That's where it ended. Uh, but Jack Jones, he only played 10 snaps in that game. I believe uh, last year or two years ago, one of the two, he was actually pretty good. And now he has been released. Kind of along the same lines of J.C. Jackson. The, played very good with the Patriots, got paid for the Chargers. They trade him back to the Patriots. He didn't even make the trip. They told him to stay home and get things right before making a trip to Germany. So New England Patriots not used to this. Obviously, Bill Belichick is just going to say, get out of here. We don't want you. Jack Jones, the guy's shown in the past that he can play, but... Obviously, this year it hasn't gone quite as well as they would have hoped, and uh, he'll be looking for a new home. Eight tackles this year, one pass deflected. Last year, he had two interceptions. Is Bill Belichick done in New England, Brandon? Is he on his way out? Well, he signed a new extension this summer, which kind of seemed odd, but uh, yeah, the the Patriots are... dumpster fire i i was just saying uh, with kevin that i think the the giants are probably the worst team in football the patriots are not far ahead mac jones certainly not the answer that play at the end like the fake spike ends in interception like i don't know what what's going on <laughs> with a play like that like you're you're really grasping at straws but either one of those two teams the patriots well the giants are in a tough spot because of what they just did that did with daniel jones but with the cardinals getting the win the panthers losing again like, the Panthers aren't going to take a quarterback at first overall. Do they trade? Well, they don't have their pick anyway. The Bears do. Yeah. But are the Bears, if they have two picks, are they going to trade one of them away? It's it's interesting at the – just as interesting at the bottom of the standings as it is in the middle and at the top for the things we just discussed. So Because the, the Patriots stink. Like, they are so bad. And I don't know if Bill Belichick would be interested in sticking around for – what is going to be a like a rebuild process? I know you can turn things around very quickly in the NFL. Uh, like this, this is just a, a recency bias. But look at the Texans right now; they got their guy yeah. and they got a good defense. Like they traded up to draft two and three, got two really good players. They're as of today sitting in a playoff spot. They finished thirty first in the league last year, 
And C.J. Stroud, uh, a strong contender for Offensive Rookie of the Year, probably the front runner at this point, making some climbing up the MVP standings. Like, you can turn things around quickly, but New England, I think it might be time for a new voice and a new, um, a new face of the franchise. Brady's gone. Belichick is the face of it right now. Maybe he wants to go and try his hand somewhere else. There are things linking him to the commanders, but that might be a bit of a fallacy. Yeah, well, I mean, I in the deep web, I've heard some reports of another team that might be interested, and it's a team that I cheer for. And apparently it's being reported, like talked about out east. Uh, friend of everyone, Mark Majot, mentioned to me that uh, he listens to a lot of East Coast radio, because mm-hmm. he's a Jets fan, obviously, and he said that's one of the things they're talking about, is Bill Belichick potentially leaving New England and uh, heading to the Chargers. So that would be something, because uh, Bill Belichick wants to get that all-time wins record. He needs 28 more. And maybe he doesn't foresee that happening with the Patriots. Hey, if he could make the Chargers defense. Chargers defense is like uh, the Oilers goaltending. Doesn't have to be great. Let's just get good. It has to be good just, enough. Just average, you know. I saw a stat. Herbert scored in his career 1,500 points. one five zero two. In the same time span, their defense has given up. 1,502. Exact. So they're they're pretty balanced when it comes to that. Uh, RBS says you got to have your priorities straight. League-wise, there are definitely a few I take more serious than other. The one I need 37 points with Cook would be the one I take serious. Start at 6-1. and one. Will be six and five. Ooh, that's a that's a downfall. But it, if Cook comes back and scores like four touchdowns tonight, RBS, you and I will both be celebrating. So let's hope it happens. Uh, we'll take a break here. It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports fourteen forty. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, with you. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line. Uh, we can talk some Oilers. We can talk some NFL, NHL, whatever you guys want to here on the show. Text us in. It is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Check us out online as well. Sports1440.ca. You can listen live. You can check out all our shows, see what's going on. Uh, you can also check out the schedule for the Canadian Brew House and where Brandon and I will be visiting in the upcoming Mondays and Thursdays. Off today for myself. You can still go out, enjoy the games, but uh, very kind of the Canadian Brew House to give me the night off with it being the Remembrance Day holiday. So uh, I'll be taking it easy at home, watching from the couch, watching the Oilers as well. But you can head out and uh, yeah, maybe maybe you'll qualify for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas or win their barbecue meat package. It's still great barbecue weather. It's still very doable. So uh, you definitely want to head out and enjoy that. Right now, we'll jump to the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It's always a good time at the old CBH. Uh, Brandon, we were just kind of talking about it. Sam Howell leading the league in passing yards, which is great. But I think we got to look at yards per game because he does have one more game played than your boy, CJ Stroud, who's leading the league in passing yards per game, 291.8. That might drop off. He might finish second or third because uh, Kirk Cousins is done for the year. He is 291.4. But uh, what CJ Stroud has done has been actually quite remarkable. And I think when you look at the Texans offense, you know, they're, they're... They've struggled at times to run the ball, which hasn't helped him. I think they've been committed to it, so it keeps the defenses honest. But going into this year, could you have expected this with the weapons around him? 
like we the players that in Nico Collins uh Tank Dell, like they've kind of burst onto the scene now. But at the start of the year, I don't know how many people were looking at those guys as must adds for your fantasy football team. Maybe the the, the smart ones would know. Yeah, no, like uh, I, I drafted Tank Dell in my um, in the second round of our dynasty league. So my second rookie selection, first round pick was Devon Achan. No big deal. <laughs> um, but but yeah, he he has really exceeded expectations. Noah Brown coming over from the Cowboys. I mean, this guy was a seventh round pick. Um, after spending a couple of years in college, he has had back-to-back huge games for the Texans. I on I really thought going into the season, I obviously had optimism for C.J. Stroud, but nothing compared to what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, I thought, as a rookie quarterback does, he would make mistakes. The Texans would rely very heavily on the run game with Damian Pierce bringing in veteran Devin, Devin Singletary, who, despite what I told everybody last week, had a great game <laughs> on Sunday. Um but that's really not been the case because I, I definitely thought D'Amico Ryans, of course, being a defensive guy, but coming from the San Francisco system and the Shanahan tree, the run game would be a big um, part for them. And, and it's mostly struggled. It's been the C.J. Stroud show. And I, I'll throw this question to you, Connor. I asked Kevin and Loriana this morning uh, during in or out. The odds currently, if you're looking to place a future bet on MVP, have C.J. Stroud in the 11th shortest odds, plus 3,500. I believe he has vaulted himself into, I said top three, maybe let's call it a top five consideration for the MVP race right now. I said it in the first break. The Texans finished 31st last year. By all accounts, they should have finished dead last, if not for the Davis Mills Hail Mary in the end of the season. And now they're in a playoff spot, and C.J. Stroud is leading the league in pass yards per game. How is that not an MVP caliber performance, albeit, you know, just over halfway through the season. He should at least be in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will not disagree with you. I think the MVP is unfortunately sometimes a little bit biased. And I think people will look at the guys who, you know, they know and have done it before, which which is a little bit unfortunate. But if if the Houston Texans continue what they're doing and make the playoffs, he certainly should be in the conversation, like top three you know, look at the other guys who could be options. Tua certainly will be there. 19 touchdowns leading the way. He's certainly going to be in the conversation. Patrick Mahomes by default, although statistically not his best year, I feel like he's just always going to be in the conversation because his teams are good. Uh, quarterbacks that play for other teams that are good. I mean, Brock Purdy, no. Although, you know, statistically not too bad. Three to one touchdown interception ratio. Jalen Hurts probably gets some love. No running back's going to get it. Chris McCaffrey. He should get more he consideration, get but he won't. Week. <laughs> he should. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's massive for that offense. As far as receivers go, I mean, I'm a I'm a big, big fan of Tyreek Hill on the field. I was looking at his uh, plus 40-yard plays. You know, he's he's running away with that one. I think he is the key for that, that Dolphins offense and and really gets them going but no i would agree with you i think cj stroud should be up there i think just unfortunately right now it it is the houston texans they aren't the sexiest team they don't get the primetime matchups and he's a rookie which doesn't work in his favor for right or wrong but you could argue that that's even more impressive because he's coming in here doing it with no experience yeah he is the catalyst for this texans team that has exceeded expectations thus far and i'm not saying it's going to stand up but I'm saying right now, today, if the vote was taking place, how could he not be a finalist? 
Because Patrick Mahomes, he still has the shortest odds. I think a lot of that has to do with outlook for the rest of the season. Yeah. As I said, if we were voting today, I don't think he's a finalist. The, The Chiefs' defense has been the story of that team. And Mahomes and Kelsey are great, as always. But Mahomes does not have a number one wide receiver. Yes, they're still winning. But I strongly, strongly think that that is in large part to their defense far and away. Like, if you're naming MVP, the Chiefs' defense has maybe been the MVP. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they've been fantastic. They've kind of caught up to where the offense was. And in games where they have the lulls, yeah, he's the, the defense has certainly stepped up. Uh, we were talking about Jack Jones being cut. Uh, Tomato Soup says, wasn't that supposed to read Mac Jones? <laughs> no, no, it was not Mac Jones. He will not be cut. Although maybe, maybe. you get benched in a chance to win the game for a guy that has not played a snap yet that night or morning, I guess, in this case. Uh, afternoon that, there. That, well, afternoon in Germany. Uh, morning for us. I yeah. can't believe I got up for that football game. Oh. What a waste of my time. <laughs> Started so good, though, right? <laughs> but but my point being, yeah, like, my goodness, Mac Jones, you're, I'm sorry, you're not very good at playing quarterback in the NFL. I would I would go as far to say you're bad at it. Well, well I mean, what is the reason for that? What is the drop-off? Is it Josh McDaniel? He leaves and Mac falls off? Because he was there for Mac's first year, I believe. I think you're correct. And then he went to the Raiders. Went to the Raiders. Now he's nowhere collecting a paycheck, which is another whole discussion that we had on the show this morning. And Welcome to the good life. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher joining that company. Uh, hey. Pretty uh, heavy <laughs> pockets now to sit around and do nothing. But yeah, Mac Jones, like Bill O'Brien is a very good OC. He was a, He actually had quite a bit of success as a head coach with Houston too. But he went back to Bama, OC there again back in the NFL into Belichick system where he's kind of um, leaned back on multiple times in his career. So I, I don't have, I just think he's not very good. I think um, playing in certain systems, whether it be at Alabama or with the Patriots when they were still a much better team than they are right now, probably lent themselves to him showing more promise. But like you can't start him again, I don't think. Well, they went to Bailey Zappi and then ran a fake spike. <laughs> I love the fake spike in Madden. Worked, if that worked, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> in Madden, it, it was always fun because, like, it didn't really work because your receivers were just running go routes, and it was like <laughs> a, just a, a Hail Mary, basically. You might as well run it an actual Hail Mary. But in real life, yeah, and nothing was there. Like, he threw in a triple coverage, and then after the game, he said, I can't say what I want to say. Bill Belichick probably doesn't like that. Who's their third stringer? I think it's still Malik Cunningham. Yeah, because who, who showed pretty good like uh, game film in preseason. He was up and down off the practice roster, so maybe, maybe call him up, see what you got there. Uh, this looks like a friend of Brandon's. Blake gonna need to uh, have a miracle tonight in Buffalo. Seventy-one points seems feasible from Allen, Williams, and Sutton. Right? Gonna need both defenses to have the strength of Douglas's ACL for me to have a chance. Blake was running <laughs> his mouth last week, uh, October thirtieth. Mark it on your calendar, week ten. Putting Brandon's team in the dirt. Hashtag champ is here. And then uh, last Friday, fellas, just want to remind you that if Brandon doesn't come in bright-eyed, happy self, it's because he got absolutely waxed in fantasy football by yours truly. Yeah, I currently lead Blake by 71 points. He has three players left. Like I said, it is not an impossible thing when you have a quarterback in the mix. Josh Allen is very capable of putting up a 40 spot. And if that is the case, uh Assuming the game's a, probably a shootout at that point, who knows? Maybe Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton are, are pacing the offense for the Broncos. Is it likely? No. Is it possible? Absolutely. So I'm not going to come in here and gloat. 
until tomorrow morning when if I am victorious, gloat I will. Taking some strays from the ACL. Well, yeah. Uh, when The most recent time I've torn it was playing a game of what was supposed to be friendly two-hand touch football at a friend's bachelor party when someone who I thought was my friend absolutely blew me up from a blindside hit, flag on the play, 10 times out of 10, um, in what in even contact football, let alone uh, just chucking the ball around in the grass. I didn't even have the ball at that point. I, Jeez. <laughs> we, we were in between snaps. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Bryce thought he'd get a good laugh, which he did, until I was writhing in pain on the ground, and then all of a sudden he became a villain for the rest of the weekend. So, I mean, that is like the villain origin story. You could hurt somebody in football. That that does happen. In between whistles, though? Come on. Come on, Bryce. Come on, D- Bryce. You dirtbag. That was a low blow. Is that why you played teenage dirtbag? Was it a... No, happy indir- accident. Indirect shot. Happy accident. <laughs> uh, M says, thanks, boys, for the Mayfield suggestion. LOL, tough week in the QB position. Hey, I'm with you, buddy. How will save me in my one league with that late TD to get out of the basement? What are your thoughts on Debo Samuel and the Niners scheme? Picked him up this week in the final push. I don't love Debo Samuel. He's not what he was a couple of years ago. And I don't know if this is Kyle Shanahan's offense evolving or if Christian McCaffrey getting there and becoming the main guy. Uh, But when you go back to his games this season, seven receptions, 55 yards, nine receptions, 63 yards. Those were to start the season. He had his big game on the Thursday nighter against the Giants, 12 or, or sorry, six receptions, 129 and a touchdown. But since then, nothing, 55 yards, nothing, 30 yards and he gets a little bit of carries on the ground. I mean, he only has three touchdowns this season. So I don't think he's a reliable option. He's boom or bust, in my opinion. But if you get him on that boom game, could be pretty good. But, you know, Brock Purdy seems to like Brandon Ayuk. Kittle mixes in every so often. I think the only consistent is going to be Christian McCaffrey, except for this week. That's sometimes the problem with really good teams is that there's too many uh, options for a quarterback to distribute to. And Debo had a, a decent game this past week, and he got in the end zone, which always helps. But I think long-term-wise, he's a really good flex option, depending week to week, if you need somebody to fill in for an injury, a bye week, um, matchup looks good for him. So it, it's tough. It, it's a tough one. I still have him. I played him this week, and he, he had a decent showing. Um, Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game, did he not? Two touchdowns, 278 yards, rushed for 12 yards. Like, that's – he did throw a pick, but I'm trying to do some – quick. like, that's got to be, like, 20-ish fantasy points. Better than Heineke. Better than Better than Minshew. (laughs) Better than Garner. So, um, because I'm looking back at uh, Mitch's messages, the options he gave us were Geno Smith, Gardner Minshew, or Baker Mayfield. I think we gave him the best choice. How did Geno do? They won – but that doesn't matter in fantasy. But they ran the ball a lot, I think. I was watching that game kind of sort of on the side. The Nation crew was down there for that one. The Nation vacation. 29, Gino went for two touchdowns and 369. Okay, so that was a better game. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we gave you the medium option. The medium. That's all we're trying to be here. Uh, it is Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas with you. one 401 We have... Rowdy Roddy and Lucky texting in a few more we will get to before we uh, throw things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger for the lowdown with low tide. But we got to take a break. This last segment brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can head there tonight for uh, Monday Night Football Bills, Broncos, as well as the Oilers Islanders. 
Chris Knobloch making his debut behind the Oilers bench. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. Tons of CBH locations around town. Uh, go check that one out. When we come back, though, we'll jump back into the text box and uh, keep the conversation going. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Turkey here on Sports 1440. Well, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you on this Monday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a gentle reminder, if you are listening on the radio right now and you you want to keep this party going when you head inside, you can always listen on iHeartRadio. You can get us on TuneIn, Radio Player Canada, or you can head to sports1440.ca. We've got the player there, so uh, no reason not to have us running for the entirety of your life. Just continue to listen to Sports 1440 and text in 1-833-401-1440. The show, as usual, brought to you by the good folks at Wilhock Beef Jerky. You can check them out online at wilhockbeefjerky.com or go visit them in person, Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Connor, I think I might uh, get some beef jerky today. I'm jonesing for it. I'm looking at the mall right now. It's, uh, it's a slow day at the mall. I thought it'd be busier with the uh, people having the day off. Maybe... They don't want to come. I mean, it could just be our chill side of the mall as well. True. Maybe the Ice Palace is bumping today or maybe Galaxy Land. Very possible. We'll see when we go for our walk. But was Friday the day off for students? Like uh, for schools? I think there's fall break right now, which wasn't a thing when I was growing up. I think I didn't have it in high school, but we had even like they'd implemented a winter reading break in high school during my time, so in like the second half of the year. But in my time at the U of A, I think for all but the first year and my time at Nate, we had a fall reading break, which makes sense. If you have one in one semester, why would you not have it in the other? It's like, so it makes tons of sense and it usually lines up with the Remembrance Day holiday. So uh, I hope anybody that does have this time off, student or just the day off work, if you're a, a adult working class person, I hope you're enjoying it. Me too. I think we're the only ones in this building. The lights are all off still, and it's uh, 1147, so. The lights are off, and nobody knows how to turn them on. So Declan's usually working in an office. He's working at the bar where Brandon and I usually get ready. Uh, But we appreciate everyone tuning in. Now, we've got lots coming up on the show and the station today uh, on the Lowdown with Low Tide. They've got a lot going on. They just got a new follower, Bernie Fratto. Cool. He's on Fox Sports Radio overnight, so you can hear it here on Sports 1440. Uh, They'll be joined by Stefan Rosner. He covers the New York Islanders for NHL.com. Of course, the Islanders in town tonight. Sean Keeler from the Denver Post will be beat by to talk about the Broncos and the Bills. Also, Jason Greger at the 120 plus Mama MMA. It was a great UFC 295 this weekend. Uh, lots of knockouts. So Declan Kruger will be very fired up to talk about that one. And then today on the Jason Greger show, we have Robin Brownlee. We'll have the Cam Tate two-minute warning. Terry Ryan will be by to co-host with us from 3 until 5. We'll have Dale Arnold on this show. Uh, he is the author of the book Tough Guys, Hockey's Enforcers on Wild Brawls, High Stakes, and the Code That Binds Them. So uh, that'll be very cool at 3.20. We'll also have Andy Petrillo. From One Soccer, Mark Spector, Kevin Woodley, and uh, we'll head out to the the island as well to uh, get you ready for this one tonight as the Oilers take on the New York Islanders. And we will have a little pregame coverage on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Aaron Bordado will have you covered there as uh, the Oilers look to pick up their first win under new coach Knobloch. 
Tiger says, oh, Tiger, we just gave you the name Tiger. That's not your actual name, but uh, Tiger, we're going with it, says, this morning, uh, Calgary Sports Radio was just playing replays from last week. We couldn't do that. Imagine if we did that and we're like speculating about <laughs> Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers. We're all mad about because we're like re- replaying Friday's show after their loss on Thursday. It'd be just wouldn't people would notice people would pick up on it just uh just playing ryan whitney's interview on loop (laughs) i mean if we're gonna do that we might as well jump back to like from the start of the season huh there's gonna win the cup oh hey we're here that'd be a good way to improve morale in the city i think yeah just air all of our pre uh that first day preseason stuff i know when you and gregor had a bunch of callers in about predictions for mcdavid's points and the team's expectations everybody was so positive and happy I think it would be nice if we uh, aired that, try and get some good juice. Because yeah. you, you can look at this this game, this day, this Monday morning, as almost like a rebirth of the other season. We're kind of trying to shed the first month or so, I guess, now, and uh, and start anew, start fresh. The problem being that the record won't do that same reset. It is still as ugly as it was yesterday. But we're kind of looking at it through a new lens, I think, with new coach uh, Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey joining him as an AC at the bench as well. So uh, let's let's try and get a little positivity going into the afternoon for what the Oilers can accomplish here uh, over the next several months. Uh, Lucky says McDee is running the team, the Erie Oilers. He gave his pal Darnell an insane contract. His former agent was hired, signed his former teammate and linemate. Plus, he just hired his old junior coach. Who dat Knobloch? Is that the former Twins second baseman? Yours sincerely, Erie Oilers and nepotism. Well, there's no relation family-wise, so I don't know if it counts as nepotism. I have to go look that People one up. People always use that uh, to describe the Oilers organization about hiring former players it's and boys stuff club. like that. It's, it's an old boys club, but nepotism is a term that describes familial relations okay. and uh, and giving preferential treatment because they are your family. I thought it was always family. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, familiarity is certainly going to play a role in it. I mean, if they ask Connor McDavid if he likes these players, obviously. Go back and look at the, the contract signed around Darnell Nurse's time. See Seth Jones in Chicago. RL, why does Schwartz have a job? Oh, my gosh. Man, we don't know. Like, is there's no answer. He has pictures of somebody. Oh, there's your answer. Like, it's that's the joke people say. Why do they have – why is he still there? Obviously, they don't think he's the biggest problem. Maybe they want better play in front of him. We like because when when you don't dismiss an entire staff in season, it makes sense. It's hard to reassemble an entire coaching staff. Glenn Gulletson certainly has earned to keep his place on the bench, uh, running the special teams unit. But yeah, the when you're firing a head coach again, an assistant coach again, but the goalie coach continues to remain through it all. When the and this has been brought up, and we talked about it extensively last week. Yeah, the Oilers have not had very good goaltending over the past uh, number of years, with maybe the exception of Mike Smith, who, people pointed out, had his own personal goaltending consultant rather than mostly working with Schwartz. But at the same time, those same people are the ones texting and saying the Oilers should trade for Carter Hart, who is Dustin Schwartz's number one disciple. It's weird. So yeah, you got to get your facts straight before you're firing things. But RL, yes, it is a little perplexing that Dustin Schwartz remains in the organization. Uh, yeah, he and Knobloch played together at the U of A. Which also is gonna, true. Which is going to be brought up a million times. <laughs> Already uh, has a million times, Connor, and it's only 11.53 on day one, or day one and a half of this new regime. Uh, no name here. So are we buying the story that McDavid has no input into any of these moves? No, of course not. Of course he has input. He's the captain one. 
He's a multiple-time MVP. He's the best player in the league. He has input. But maybe, just maybe, it's not just his decision. If, if you were putting it all on him, that's too much. I've seen the LeBron jokes too. Well, LeBron won rings, so if it works, then then maybe you go for it. Uh, Blair in Calgary says, I was so disappointed this weekend, boys. Went to my mom's in Duke. We live in Calgary, and we went straight to Wilhawk, but forgot it was a holiday. I may have to order some and ship it. So good. Blair in Calgary, buddy, you come you come to the West Edmonton Mall location, and uh, maybe we'll hook you up with a bottle of water and a hat or something just for that commitment to going and supporting Wilhawk. Uh, but, yes, you gotta have to, got to order some. And finally, Rowdy Roddy friend of the show good guy he says hey boys are my Niners back after the domination yesterday I do believe especially after picking up Chase Young great show Rowdy Roddy I know I never thought they left teams have lulls in the middle of the season it happens I from the entirety of that whole time we knew Trent Williams was out we knew Debo had some injuries when the Niners are healthy they're going to look good and Chase Young is only going to help I wouldn't be too concerned what do you think Brandon you said it. Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Even if Debo, we talk about Debo is no longer being a super viable fantasy option, that does not take away to his value and role in the offense and what he provides as a blocker, as a pass catcher, as a runner of the football. And then Trent Williams is the best at what he does in the entire league. You pull that away from that O-line, of course they're not going to have as much success. So the Niners are still very much a contender. Coming off the bye, they looked great. They beat up on the Jags, who are kind of looking a little bit on fraud watch, much like the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. I, uh, I, I The Niners are for real, without a doubt. And bringing in one more good defensive player, I mean, obviously only so many guys can play, but if all of a sudden you need to sum, sub somebody out for a snap, whether it be a, they tweak something, twist something, tired, the ability to slide someone else right back in there, shift some guys around, only makes you better. So, uh, yeah, the Niners are 100% for real. Yeah, when you got the number 19 wearing that gold helmet coming across in motion, your defense starts to think, and uh, he's always going to help. Even if he's not maybe your number one fantasy weapon in real life, uh, he is pretty dang good. That'll do it for us here on the show. Stu is tired of people complaining about the coaching change. Stu, me and you, both. But it's going to continue, I guarantee it. I think you're going to hear a little bit more about that up next on the Lowdown with Low Tide. We'll probably talk a little Oilers. Uh, West End Juan already saying hello. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Really do appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. We'll be back tomorrow at 11, talking all things fantasy sports. But first, uh, before we wrap up, let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.